0: Sport tracks on SAFM with John Kruger, With John
1: John I imagine any time that you go for a run and your running partner is Ryan Sands, you're going to have a bit of a tough time. Let's talk to a man who decided to run with Ryan Sands, Reno Crystal. Uh, Reno, you've run, you've run with Ryan Sands a few times. Is it still a challenge every time he phones you up and says, let's go for a run?
0: And yeah, for sure. I think Ryan is one of those things my mom warned me about when I was young. So I didn't <laughs> but uh, it's always, it's always quite a good adventure.
1: Mm. Uh, the latest adventure you've done, running around Lesotho, the Navigate Lesotho project. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so this was uh, the third big project I've done with Ryan. And it just kind of worked out that back in March, eight years ago, that Ryan and I said the job is do it was a 220 kilometer traverse of a commercial dark and 40 And four years ago, Ryan and I ran from the west to the eastern side of Nepal across the Himalayan mountains. And then during COVID lockdown times, we were kind of sitting and just scheming on, on what would be a viable next challenge. And we had a mutual friend that was actually looking at circumnavigating City through a multi sport approach, running cycling paddling. And he kind of idea to us, which we initially did too much attention off uh, to, but after a few days we thought at that stage that it might probably be a good idea. So with COVID restrictions we thought having a adventure a bit closer to home is a, is a great idea and that's what led to us running around the city.
1: Okay, so uh, I think of Lesotho, I think of cold and mountains. What was it like when you were doing the run?
0: It was exactly that. Um, <laughs> and obviously we chose just it worked out that we went and we just started exactly when the cyclone they hit the, oh, the wow. whole Natal coast. So we ended up postponing our start for a day, just that we could at least start with a little bit more dry weather. But to be honest, we were probably dry for the first twenty minutes, and then wet for sixteen days after that. So <laughs> we had a lot of rain, wind, snow, knee-deep snow, and, mm. and a lot of tricky river crossings over that one thousand one hundred kilometres. Um, just all thought about the weather that we didn't really perceive, but in the end it led to quite a cool adventure.
1: yeah, I've said this before. You don't tell stories about the easy ones, right?
0: No, for sure. Um, we was a proper epic in in all in
1: all aspects. Talk us through the route. When you say circumnavigate Lesotho, did you run around the border?
0: Yeah, so we the, the initial idea was to stay as close as possible to the border. But also within the healthy boundaries of logical progression. I mean if you look at the border of Lesotho, there's a lot of little coves that it would just make sense to to go into every single little cove. But the idea was to to try to hug the border as far as possible. But what we did is we started at Telebridge Border Post, which is kind of the most southern border post of Lesotho and we ran anti clockwise. And the reason for anti clockwise is that we wanted to do the 650, 700 kilometer Drakensberg section first Mm -hmm. to pick that off, get off the mountains in the free state by Monanza border. And then you just had a 500 kilometer, like, kind of (laughs) home stretch back to to Telebridge, which in theory was supposed to be a bit flat and easier. But with all the rain, it was so muddy, and the river crossings Mm. were pretty epic on that last 500k.
1: You make it sound like it's something you did on a on a Sunday afternoon, but you did it still very fast sixteen days, six hours, fifty six minutes. How did you approach it?
0: So, um, we were we were aiming for anything between fifteen and seventeen days, but um, we were slowed down a bit by the weather, especially mm. with the snow in the high mountains. We ended up uh, like with heavy packs. Every time you step onto the snow, you break through it, and you end up. Being- um, and also at, after about day six, we were forced to abandon, um, the mountain section. We actually came all the way down to, to the Underburg area at Bushmast Water Place just to wait out the snowstorms for about a day and a half. And then we had to go all the way back up. That led to about a 30, 40 kilometer, um, extra distance we had to do. Uh, but all in all, we, yeah, you know, we took about 12 days to, let's say 11, 12 days to do the first 650K. Um, it was always new it's a project of two sides or two tails you have mm. the mountain section and then the more flat the pre-state section but then we we managed to make up a bit of time on the on the, more the pre-state side on the western side of the city and we averaged about 85 kilometers a day through, through oh, the wow. muddy and wet conditions to to get back to slipbridge in in 16 just over 16 days Did you guys sleep? We did um, or at least we tried so mm-hmm. the idea was always to uh, because we've done quite a few of these projects and we've learned, hopefully, a, a few lessons as we all older. And um, one of those were to sleep at the beginning of the project. Like Nepal, for instance, in 2018, took us 24 days. And we learned that because we didn't sleep enough at the beginning, it actually cost us quite a bit to attend. So this time we tried to sleep a bit more at the beginning. However, because it was so cold, what we ended up doing is we pitched a tent trying to sleep for four hours. But it was so cold, we just ended up lying, they shivering for flowers, but at least you got off your feet and then we just picked, like put down a paint in the rain and then just you know, kind of kept going.
1: <laughs> did you did you get along with I mean I I've done stuff in the rain and it's cold and so it just starts to aggravate the person you're with. Do you still get along with Ryan Sands during that time?
0: um I've been privileged to do quite a few projects with Ryan in the past and the background story is mine Was my and it's believed by all And um, I actually met my one day when we did a race together way back in 2012. And I got his mm-hmm. autograph. And we got chatting. And, and up until today, he's still my athletes sport role model. So it's a privilege to do these things with him. But we've also done a nice big project together that we've learned how to work well together. And we've got very, very different strengths and skill sets. He's, he's physically much stronger than me. He's an Olympic level athlete. Mm. Um, I'm more, I'm an accountant of the profession, so I bring more the spreadsheets, the planning, and the navigation <laughs> to the table. And then we just kind of gel together. We, we've, uh, we've done these big projects for eight, nine years together, and uh, we still, I think the, the success factors we best rent mm. more than we are venture partners. And I think that's extremely important with these things, is your partner and and that mutual respect and common mm. goals that that's exceeding.
1: Yeah, because I can imagine it's very easy to snap when the tent's not going up and your fingers are cold and maybe somebody's taking a wrong turn. It's very easy to snap at each other and, and sort of go your separate ways.
0: Yeah, it's important to have good discussions beforehand on common goals, risks we're willing to take, um, what do we want out of this, et cetera, because it's such a mental challenge, especially mm. because you don't sleep. Um, you obviously your ability to handle their balls becomes less. But um, firstly, Ryan is a, is a very chilled, laid-back um, professional, and what he does, and that helps. Um, I'm more the perfectionist in, in the team. Um, but again, I think just having, this is not our third project together, so we've learned over the years that, that sometimes you have to take two steps back to be able to go forward. Mm. Just to keep the bigger picture in mind and not get Go wrong. I think maybe eight, nine years ago, you were worried about if something goes wrong. We know that such that we know something will go wrong. But there's no way you're going to do this project and it just runs good. You, you kind of expect it, and you pre-plan for an A, B, and C, and then you just know when to switch between those plans.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, just having good communication, and, and as I said, common goals, and you just keep refocusing on that. You often go through patches where one person is feeling a bit better than the other, and just having the ability to pull each other through those five patches.
1: Despite the weather, uh, Rena, what 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 was the what was the scenery like? What was it like to run that route? Did you have time to realise where you were?
0: Particularly, uh, especially the first 650 kilometres of the Johannesburg, according to our knowledge, fabulous actually run the full length of the Drakensberg. So in the Drakensberg, there is what we call the Drakensberg Grand Traverse, which is from the chain ladder in the Free State, just, just above uh, Chaba, just outside of and it goes all the way down to Underberg at Wisham's That's mm. about 30 kilometers. And Ryan and myself are privileged to hold the record for the fastest crossing of that section in 41 hours. And that's kind of the section of the Drakensberg that people know. But as part of our record in preparing for this trip, we got to know the full length of the to which is in fact six hundred and fifty kilometers, all the way south from about Tiffendale past, um, past Harry Smith towards Fixburg. And um, just spectacular. The first 350 kilometers was at about 2,000 meters above sea level. Mm-hmm. And then when you're nicely warmed up and legs are of tired off about 50 kilometers, then only you hit the commercial Jarkisburg. And because we did it, we, because we did the whole circumnavigation in uh, like anti-clockwise, mm-hmm. it also meant that we did the traverse to reverse run, and I don't know, right. well because we're stiffy. So that we also did it in reverse, which brought its own challenges with the snow, and uh, because the southern slopes are so much more covered in snow, but it also just meant it was a little bit new and fresh because we did it in that section in reverse. But absolutely spectacular, the sun yeah. rises. When, when, when the weather bit clear a bit, we had a most exact sunrises. and obviously for anybody from Africa to be able to run in the snow is quite a bonus. Although <laughs> at that specific stage, it, it, it was a bit yeah. frustrating because it was so much slower.
1: Yeah, later it sounds like a great idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, it was a the city, city park run. Uh,
1: <laughs> Rena, what's next for you two then? Have you have you started making plans?
0: So Ron is a full-time athlete, so he's focused on immediately go back to. Next, next focus race. This is a race called the UTMB, Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, which is 160, 170 kilometers uh, around the Mont Blanc massif in France, Italy, and Switzerland. So he will, he will take a bit of time off now, um, recover, and be sort prepared preparing for that. Um, myself, being not full time, I'm a the profession. So I, I get to focus a little bit more on work, which is great, mm-hmm. and then also getting back on the bicycle. I, I love bike packing, which is just touring with your tent and your gas stoves, etc., with a bicycle, mm-hmm. and then also getting back to some bicycle races for a month or two just to rest the legs and feet, and then I'll get back to running.
1: Good chatting to you. Congratulations to you and Ryan as well, and we look forward to chatting to you again when you do something exciting again.
0: Thanks so much, John. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: Radio Crystal, chartered accountant, as you heard, adventure runner. They ran around Lesotho. It took them 16 days, 6 hours, and 56 minutes.